Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, thanks for checking out the Inside Pitch Podcast, a daily look at the Tampa Bay Rays, along with the news and the events that affect both the team and the rest of Major League Baseball. My name is Steve Carney. I'm the Rays Insider for Sports Radio 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. It's the Rays Radio flagship station. And if this is your first time checking out the podcast, come on, we're in the middle of the World Series now. That's all right. You can still subscribe. You can still hit that subscribe button and make sure that you'll never miss another one. And you can then go back and check out all the other podcasts that we have had throughout this season. You can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Inside Pitch Pod. Email, send them along to InsidePitchPod at gmail.com. Get ready for tonight's Game 2 of the World Series of the Inside Pitch Radio Show. It gets going at 6.30 tonight for an 8.07 first pitch on Sports Radio 95.3 WDAE and AM 620, which if you're not in the Tampa Bay market, you can listen to live on the iHeartRadio app. A quick disclaimer, this Inside Pitch podcast was recorded immediately following Game 1's 8-3 loss to the Los Angeles Dodgers on Facebook Live. You can go to facebook.com slash 953-WDAE if you want to participate in tonight's show. With all that out of the way, let's get today's show on the road. This is the Inside Pitch Podcast. Hi, this is Matt Quattrero. This is Mike Zanino. Hi, this is Kevin Kiermaier of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch Podcast. Now your host, Steve Carney. Well, that certainly did not go the way that uh, we had hoped that would go in the start of the World Series as we welcome you back here on Facebook.com slash 953WDAE. Steve Carney, Rays Insider for the station here with you after an 8-3 defeat at the hands of the Los Angeles Dodgers in game one of the fall classic. You know, um, I was hoping that this was not going to go uh, this way, uh, but unfortunately uh, with Clayton Kershaw on the mound and Tyler Glass now, uh, having his struggles early, it just seemed like there was going to be some struggles. And so we will take your comments and your questions here uh, in the chat. So you can always uh, send them uh, down here below and we'll put them up like we'll do here with Edgar. How you doing, buddy? It's good to see you. Um, you know, Jay Retcher and I talked about this before the game that uh, we certainly thought that the big question was going to be trying to keep Clayton Kershaw from getting settled in early. And if you can get a run or two off of him uh, early on in the game, it really does make a world of difference. And the Rays had those opportunities in the first inning. You look at it, you got a leadoff single from Yandy Diaz and a one-out walk uh, to Randy Rosarena, but unfortunately Hunter Renfro and uh, Manuel Margot uh, could not make a go of things, and Kershaw is able to get out of the inning with both runners stranded, and it, it just settled him down from that point. And, you know, Glass now, I thought, 
Uh, there were times when he looked like he was strong, and then there were other times when it looked like he was having uh, his issues. And uh, we'll actually hear from Glasnow's uh, comments there um, after the game here in just a couple of moments. But, you know, for for Glass, uh, I think that the big thing is you saw way too many three-ball counts from him. Uh, I think that if he was able to have um, gotten a little more efficient, uh, you would have seen uh, a much different uh, outlook from him. But, I mean, when you're throwing 112 pitches and you can't even get out of the fifth inning, you know, those are Scott Casimir numbers. Those are Chris Archer in the fifth inning numbers. Um, so you, you don't want to see that you want to see something that's much more, uh, efficient, but we did not see that from him. And, you know, really the walks really killed him. Uh, that's another piece that you have to, you know, fix when it comes to the Dodgers, you cannot allow them to, uh, get their way on for free. You have to make them earn their way on. And while glass only allowed three hits in four and a third innings, he had six walks. Uh, that is very unlike what we've seen from Tyler since coming over to the Rays from the Pittsburgh pirates. A couple of years ago, we have not seen that from him. Uh, you know, it looked like there was some prop, some issues early on. Uh, and then he looked like he got things turned around. And then uh, those issues came back up uh, later on in the contest. And so um, we'll get to Tyler's uh, Tyler's comments and uh, maybe we'll also hear from Mike Zanino uh, coming up here in a little bit as well. Uh, yeah. The Zanino line drive, as Edgar points out, if that goes for a hit, you know, you got bases loaded top of the order. Actually, I think you get on the run in uh, because that ball probably gets into center field. And it looks like even though it gets out, it's going to get out to Cody Bellinger, uh, rather quickly, Mike Brasso had a really good secondary lead. And I think if that gets past uh, Kike Hernandez and into center field, uh, that's going to lead to another run. Instead, it leads to two outs. And uh, what looked like it was going to be a really good inning to get back into uh, the game, it turns out to be an inning-ending double play. And you just tip your cap to the Los Angeles Dodgers tonight. They did everything that was expected of them to down. They were able to keep the Rays off the board early. They kept the they kept the Rays in the park for the most part. Uh, you know, Kevin Kiermaier did take Clayton Kershaw deep, but that was only that was the second of two hits that Kershaw allowed through six innings of work. When you allow a first inning, when you allow a first inning homer and a fit or a first inning single and a fifth inning homer, and that's it. Uh, you know, he had retired, I think it was 12 or 13 in a row in between. And you find yourself in big trouble at that point. Now at that, you no, know, normally that's big trouble, but Kiermaier hits that home run. It's two one. And I, I was of the opinion, like this is going to work. You know, they're going to be able to do something about this because glad now had had uh, a strong couple of innings, the third and the fourth, he had looked, he had looked better. Uh, on the mound and you're thinking all right he, yeah his his pitch count isn't where you would want it if you want to see him go much deeper than five innings but if you get glass now through five innings allowing just two runs and it's two one then you're in a much different position than it being four one 
And then by the time that Ryan Yarbrough is done with the fifth inning, it's six one. And all of a sudden, you know, it's a much different ball game at that point. Um, I just think that when, when Tyler gets uh, into those, into that trouble, and I know that there are a lot of people that will tell you that, you know, Kevin Cash pulled Charlie Morton too early uh, on Saturday and he left Tyler Glass now in way too late tonight. Well, I, I look at what was coming up uh, in the order and Kevin said it even after the game. And, you know, he was looking for a strikeout of Max Muncy. And when he didn't get it, um, that's when you knew that it was going to be trouble. Um, you know, if he gets the, if he gets that strikeout, then you're looking at it being, um, you know, with, with one out and, uh, and Will Smith coming up and you're in a much different position, uh, as opposed to having the, uh, um, or with two outs, excuse me. And, and Will Smith coming up, you know, you don't, you don't have to worry about the contact play. You can play your infield back and that you probably get out of that inning. If, um, if glass is able to get that strikeout, uh, of Muncy, and that's the big, that was the big, uh, that was the big turning point there is the fact that instead of it being, uh, one out, there's now two outs or, and, you know, instead of two outs, there's now one out and the contact play is on Mookie bets so good, uh, at third base. And, you know, the Rays did not, uh, flash Joey Wendell over to third base to try and keep bets a little closer to third base. He had a very large secondary lead. He was probably almost a third of the way down the line when the ball, uh, when they made contact with the baseball and he's breaking on, on contact because it's on the ground and he knows that it's going to take a lot and, you know, credit to Yandy Diaz. I thought he made a really good throw to the plate uh, on the run because he knows he's got a really fast guy in bets going at that point, but it was really, really difficult uh, to to try and get that run cut down at the plate, and they weren't able to do it, and, and it turned into a very very big, a uh, big moment there in that fifth inning um, because they weren't able to get the job done. Let's hear from Tyler Glass now uh, after uh, the loss. He he spoke with the media after the game. I felt a little weird in the beginning. I think it was just like kind of getting off my heaters. I made the adjustment, I think, in that third inning. I started to feel pretty good. And then as the game went on, I think I was just getting on the side of it, getting a little rushed going going forward a bit too quick. Um, but, yeah, just too many walks, not executing well enough. Was it mechanical, you think, or, or more of like mental kind of stuff? I don't know. I, get, I mean, I don't know. I felt maybe a bit rushed in the beginning, but like I said, I think I made the adjustment. So I think most of it later on was just kind of mechanical, like getting a little rushed. But I think the beginning it was a little sped up, but the adjustments were made, and I think my timing started to feel a little bit better after that. So it's, it's mental. Just, it's an obvious question, but how frustrating and disappointing uh, between the walks and stolen bases and everything, it kind of puts you guys in that hole. Yeah, I mean, you have to execute pitches better. you got to hold runners better. Um, yeah, not definitely a frustrating one. Three stolen bases in an inning for the first time since 1912. Last, obviously, you probably are used to doing a lot of pitches, but career high today. Any fatigue there at all, or were you even thinking about that at all? Not really. I, just, I think the adrenaline kind of takes over. I don't necessarily, too. I think like when I'll go up to like 100 pitches, I don't really feel the fatigue as much. I think um, even a day, not really. I guess, like I said, it's probably the adrenaline that takes over, too. But I, I felt I felt fine physically. I guess timing was a little weird at the end, but. Um, as far as like now and recovering and whatnot, it feels fine. 
And just kind of the mechanical stuff that was but with both pitches or was it one one particular pitch that you think it was good? You just got later in the game. I wasn't really able to throw anything for a strike other than a heater. I think the changeup, I probably should have thrown that a bit more. I think that felt a little bit better today. Um, mix it in a, a bit earlier. Um, but then that curveball later on, just I didn't have much feel for it. So I think a lot of times when I fall behind and, and guys kind of know I'm only throwing one pitch for strikes, it gets a little easier. So, so I just think the execution was just not there today. And then just kind of the last one, the, with the base running, I mean, were you, were you kind of surprised they took off so much, so much? Did I factor into anything? I mean, my times to home, they were around the same as they've usually been. Um, I think switched up my looks a bit, but I think, yeah, that's definitely like the weak part of my game is hold runners. Um, definitely took advantage of it tonight. They took advantage of it. But, yeah, it has to be something I focus on more in the future. Glass knows it, and the other team knows it as well. Hey, Tyler, um, in, in that fifth inning, uh, the way your bullpen has stranded runners this year, were you pleasantly surprised after the back-to-back walks? You were still in the game at 100 pitches that, you know, you were given a shot to get out of it? Yeah, I think it's – I like the – I mean – Caps left me in, obviously. Um, I felt relatively good. I think timing, like I said, later in the game got a, a bit weird. But um, I think any pitcher, when you're in the kind of like the end part of the game, like you want to be left in. I just think that's the competitive nature in it. Yeah, he mentioned that he was hoping to get a strikeout out of Muncie, you know, man on, man on third, less than two outs. What Take us through that at bat. Um, let's uh, round out to first. I think I, I executed relatively well. Um, didn't get ahead of him, but – I mean, it wasn't it wasn't terrible at bat or anything, um, but yeah, it would, if I could go back and strike him out, that'd be great. But it didn't happen that way. It certainly didn't. And you're looking at uh, instead of it being two uh, one and it's being three one and then four one and then uh, by the time that Yarbrough is done, it's now six one. And you know, you're at a point where you uh, now you're having to try and figure out exactly how you're just going to get through uh, the innings that you need to get through here in this game without blowing up your bullpen for tomorrow when Blake Snell goes. Now, Jimmy Spinelli says that Snell has to hammer the zone with strikes tomorrow or they've got no prayer. He's got to pitch like an ace and work ahead. I will agree with the the work ahead, uh, but you know, I, the one thing that I've seen from Blake is he's got to work ahead and he's got to stay aggressive when he is ahead. That's the big problem that Blake uh, has been dealing with here. Uh, he'll get ahead. He'll get ahead 0-1, and then uh, he gets a little bit too um, passive. Uh, he does not stay aggressive at that point, and um, when you're having problems uh, staying aggressive when you're up 0-2, uh, you are at a point where uh, you're, you know, you're at, you, you've got to be able to stay aggressive. That, that's really all there is to it. At that point, because if you get if you get passive, you let a hitter get back into the count, and then all of a sudden you get to a point where you have to be able to throw, um, you know, a pitch to them that uh, that maybe you don't want to because you're trying to make sure that you don't let them on free a charge with a walk, you know, and that's the one thing that Blake has talked about a lot this year. He does not like uh, walking guys. And in fact, uh, I can tell you that uh, he believes that he has walked way too many people. And when you know, you've got a pitcher telling you you've, you've walked too many guys. Yeah, you've definitely walked too many guys. The other thing, uh, as Edgar mentioned earlier on was the Zanino uh, line drive that Victor Gonzalez uh, was able to snare and uh, turn into a double play. It was 105.6 miles an hour off the bat. And uh, Mike Zanino on the podium now 
uh, talking uh, after the game. Hitters over there. Uh, you know, there were some that I thought the timing was okay with, with how the game was going, where we wanted to attack some guys. But, uh, yeah, overall, more than we're accustomed to, you know, uh, against a team like this, it's really tough to give uh, that many free bases. And then the, the line drive you hit that the catch, the uh, pitcher snagged there, you, you think maybe that was the moment where you guys were going to get back in it? Yeah, I mean, for a brief second until he caught it. I mean, I felt I – felt, I mean, I hit it well. You know, after seeing the replay, it's a little bit more frustrating. You know, it looked like the – the guy, Kike, uh, behind him looked like he was breaking the opposite way. So, I mean, if it gets by him, who knows what happens. But, hey, that's that's the game in baseball. You know, we got to build off the positive at-bats we had late. Some guys put some really good swings on balls. And, you know, we'll build off that and, and have some quality at-bats tomorrow. Mike, Mike, we've seen Cash kind of post some guys early, early in the game. Were you kind of surprised that he left uh, Glass down there and to kind of try and finish out that fifth? No, I, I think when you look at it, you know, how he was throwing you, I thought he was throwing the ball extremely well. You know, he – Couple free pass, but he landed the breaker. There's some great changeups. Uh, you know, he, he has a you know high ceiling with strikeouts. You know, so he has the ability to, to get us out of the jam. But you know, it, it's nice to leave the ball in his hands, see where he gets us, and, and you know, let that dictate where we go to with the pen. John Romano. Hey, Mike. The series is sort of billed as Los Angeles hitters against Tampa Bay's pitchers. Is it a little unnerving to have Game One go as poorly as it did in that direction? Not one bit, not one bit. You know, it's it's the game of baseball. You know, there's going to be, you know, a lot more games to be played. And, you know, these games are going to run run wild sometimes. You know, I think you can look at that from, you know, the Dodgers series with Atlanta. Uh, you know, that, that these guys can put up runs, but it may not always be that every night. Um, but I got full faith in this pitching staff. You know, you know, they had a couple of big hits tonight, found some holes. I, I have no doubt that's going to fall in our favor at some point. That's a good sign from from a guy like Zanino, uh, you know, a veteran that understands, uh, you know, what a pitching staff can do. And he is uh, certainly seems like he's confident, like they're going to bounce back tomorrow night. I, I thought that this was going to be the roughest game for them with Kershaw on the mound, you know, a guy that they have. Uh, you know, historically not fared well against. Every time it seems like they've gone up against Clayton Kershaw, it seems like the bottom has fallen out from under them. And so uh, tomorrow is going to be a much more interesting matchup because Blake Snell is going to be going for the Rays. The The Dodgers are going bullpen day. Uh, Dave Roberts has said that they're going to go with a bullpen day uh, for game two and then go with Walker Bueller in game three. So, uh, this is uh, it's kind of a weird setup for them. Uh, they've decided they want to go with their bullpen day early. Uh, looks like the Rays are going to go with their bullpen day. Uh, what would end up being Saturday uh, in game four. Uh, so it looks like it'll be Snell. And then the day off on Thursday, Charlie Morton will go on Friday in game three. And then they'll have their bullpen day. And that will allow uh, the Rays to have uh, Glasnow, Snell, and Morton on regular rest for games five, six, and seven, uh, if necessary. And that's the way you want it to be. You want to have the three guys that have gotten you to this point to be able to have those three games and win or lose, you know, now, uh, in the world series, you're going up against the team. You're going up against the only team that had a better record than you this year. And, and I know it's disappointing. I know you're disappointed. I know I'm disappointed that they weren't able to win game one. You want to get out to that 1-0 lead, but they were the road team in this game. And, you know, they say that a, a series doesn't start until 
you know, the road team wins a game. And so right now, uh, you know, things are as status quo. Uh, you know, if the, if the Rays win tomorrow, then, you know, it's game on. And now the series has started because the road team has won a game and taken home field advantage away from the home club. And if they win tomorrow, they it would just be like if they won today. They would have home field advantage uh, for the rest of the series because all they would have to do is win those three games that are theirs uh, where they're the home team at Globe Life Park, which are games three, four, and five, and they've got themselves a World Series championship. Uh, but you don't want to get too far ahead of things. You don't want to put the cart ahead, uh, ahead of the horse. And so tomorrow with Blake Snell going up uh, against bullpen day from Dave Roberts, it should be a lot of fun. Again, we will get going. Uh, tomorrow, I believe we are at 6.30 tomorrow evening. It'll only be a half an hour of inside pitch tomorrow, and then we will have uh, Neil Solons for a full hour of uh, the Rays pregame show from Arlington. Uh, he's there. We will, have, we will have Doug Wechter on the inside pitch. He is in Arlington. Uh, Mark Topkin is in Arlington. You'll hear from him tomorrow before the game. Uh, and then, of course, you'll have Dave and Andy uh, providing the play-by-play here on 95.3 WDA and AM620 beginning at 8.07 with the first pitch. But that will do it for this evening. Uh, I appreciate everybody that's, uh, that stayed up late here again tonight uh, to talk about tonight's game. Uh, a disappointing uh, finish here for uh, the Rays in Game 1. But luckily, it's just the first game of this best of seven series. So we'll we'll see what happens and uh, we'll see uh, how it goes tomorrow night in game two. So we will catch you here tomorrow uh, on 95.3 WDA and AM 620. Until then, I'm Steve Carney. I'll talk to you later. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.